For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Hello to you all, you are listening to the Monday Waffle Round 6 edition and what a round of football it was. I'm Jesse Dolly-Jones, joined by my co-host Connor Malice, who is looking very pleased with himself after Mitch Dobson got the Falcons out of danger against the Demons. Connor, how you going, mate? Yeah, very well, Jesse. Thanks. Um, hope you're doing well yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I was pretty happy when I saw the score. I was a bit nervous watching. Um, I was on my phone because I was at playing my own footy. And I was sitting there going, what are they doing? Like, siren's gone, they've ended in a draw, and I'm slapping my head, like, oh, no, you're kidding me. Up six points, we won it. Mate, looked as though they'd blown it, eh, in that fourth quarter. They were up by a couple of goals. You thought they should be good enough to run away with it. But, yeah, the Demons, they certainly persevered. But Mitch Dobson, the hero for your mob there. So, But what we will do, Connor, we'll start off with the big news this past 24 hours. Nathan Fife making his return through the waffle playing for the Peel Thunder at Leaderville Oval on Saturday against the Lions. How excited are you to see him have a run? Yeah, look, as a Frio, us, us both are Frio boys, um, it is great to see him finally back out. Uh, not the purple kit we want to see him on, but, uh, yeah, look, to put on the jersey for Peel going up against Subi this week would be great. I mean, Peel's already up with that great scout from Claremont, so I'm sure the boys will be up and about. Mate, I cannot wait. I, I love the fact that he's coming back through the waffle, not only because we get to go to Leaderville and, you know, watch him play, but also, like you said, we're both Frio boys and it definitely seems like the right move from Justin Longmuir and co to certainly put him in there. And also, I love the fact, Connor, that they're playing Subiaco. I know Subiaco aren't having their best season, but the fact that he's up against an experienced team who are well-drilled, well-run, coached by Bo Wardman, you know that they're not going to be off their game or they're not going to be spooked by having Nat Fife out there. So I love the fact that he's coming up against a quality opposition. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, as you said, Subiaco aren't like the greatest side, but you know, if he was to come back against the Eagles or maybe I would say Perth, but they did play pretty well this week. But yeah, if he was to come back somewhere against those lower ranked teams, it would do him a bit of injustice. But yeah, I'm glad... Obviously, Fremantle versus Brisbane this week would have been too hard of a game for him to run back into, I reckon. So, starting back at the Waffles. Yeah, certainly wouldn't hurt. I mean, you imagine coming up against a top four outfit like the Lions, probably not the worst idea to hold him back. But nonetheless, 10 past two on Saturday at Leaderville Oval. Peel Thunder taking on Subiaco Lions. So, get on down there and watch the Fremantle captain make his long-awaited return 10 months out from football. Should be an absolute ripper. But we'll go back to round six, Connor. The Peel Thunder getting it done against Claremont. Bit of an upset there, but uh, they certainly had their number. Yeah, it looked that way. I mean, Claremont got the early jump in the uh, first quarter going four goals, one up to two goals, four for Peel Thunder. And then Peel just turned it on after that, keeping them to two goals in the second and the third. So, um, And they just ran away with it, kicking eight in the, those two quarters. So the boys really switched it on. I wonder what was said in that uh, quarter time break. They were outstanding defensively from quarter time, weren't they? Maybe sagged off a little bit in that fourth quarter, but at that point in time, they were up by 35 points. Just a sensational performance there by Peel Thunder. Mitch Crowden, again, been superb all year, hasn't he? 27 disposals, leading possession getter for the Thunder. And Bailey Rogers, the Sandover medalist, 36 disposals for Claremont. Absolutely outstanding. And Blair Bell, 
kicking three majors for the Peel Thunder. So outstanding win there by Fremantle's feeder club. And uh, going to the other feeder club now, West Coast taking on East Perth. And it uh, hasn't got much better for the Eagles, has it? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, the Royals just almost seemed like it was a training ground for them after the first quarter, wasn't it? They kicked up what, eight goals in that for the, uh, second quarter, then on to kick seven for the rest of the game. So, I mean, Eagles did turn it on. I mean, they kicked, what, two goals, two in the first quarter, two goals, three in the second quarter, six goals, four to be in the third. And, yeah, just didn't really do much after that, which is unfortunate. And even thinking you had Elliot Yo coming through the side, maybe something might have sparked, but nothing seems to be clicking for the Eagles. Well, they, they tend to start games pretty well. I mean, that's what we've seen throughout the season. They start well, they hang in there, and then it's that second quarter that they just get blown out of the water. And like you mentioned, mate, it was five points the difference, you know, two goals, two to three goals, one at quarter time. And then it was just that, that second quarter, eight goals to one behind, and, uh, and all of a sudden the game's over. So they're starting games well, but just not being able to sustain it. And Hamish Brayshaw up against his old mob, 22 disposals, three goals. Absolutely killed it, and uh, gee, they could probably use him at the moment, couldn't they? Yeah, you'd feel pretty bad whoever made that decision to drop him, <laughs> but yeah, he's making the most of the opportunities he's had now. Um, looking at the stats, though, you know, the Eagles have had almost had nine less disposals than the Royals. It's just they're delivering inside. There was 51 inside 50s for the Royals and 36 for the Eagles, and you just got to think how there's 15 separating that how the Eagles really need to turn that on because they only had 10 scoring shots when they had 36 inside 50s, and that's almost a quarter. Well, that's it, isn't it, Connor? I mean, obviously, they're getting enough of the football, but it's just that ball use, like you mentioned. Um, what did you make of the, the West Coast boys making their returns in Elliot Yo and Dom Sheed? They, um, they certainly seemed to... I, I mean, Elliot Yo playing across that halfback flank, but probably a, a bit 50-50, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Elliot Yo, if he was playing off the halfback flank, assuming that the ball was there majority of the game considering how many times it was in there 51 times and he only had nine disposals nowhere near his you know grand final year best and the same with Dom Sheed he only ended up with 18 which yes you'd be pretty happy with 18 disposals but at a waffle level where you know he's up to used to playing the AFL you'd expect a bit more ball get from him. Yeah, absolutely. And Angus Shoemaker from the Royals doing his mid-season draft hopes no harm at all, collecting 38 disposals against, uh, you know, AFL-listed players in that Eagles midfield. So outstanding performance there. And uh, Joey Deegan, the leading uh, disposal getter for the Eagles there with 28 for the match. And Hugh Dixon, the former docker, kicking three majors for the Eagles reserves. But crossing over now to the third game, there, Connor, East Fremantle up against Subi at the Wacker, the uh, the old hunting ground for the Eagles and the Dockers back in the late 90s. But uh, East Fremantle, gee whiz, I mean, look, you you wouldn't uh, knock anyone for predicting, you know, the Sharks. I mean, they were obviously the favourites going in, but 44 points, I mean, didn't see that coming. No, I did tip Subi. I thought, you know, their win in Kalgoorlie in round five was big ups to them. So I thought, you know, they may have had a rough start to the year, but then, you know, they're clawing their way back in. But really goes to show that East Frio are worthy of being in that top forward side. And that's what we've been discussing, which one's going to be the ones clawing in. So East Fremantle have definitely made a name for themselves coming into this round. Well, it was sort of the scalp that everyone was waiting for them to have, wasn't it? I mean, they've had a sensational start to the season, but it, this was sort of their first big test, wasn't it? I mean, they haven't played the Tigers or the Bulldogs yet and you sort of think to yourself well they haven't really claimed one of those you know top four scalps from last year but 
coming up against the reigning premiers and just blew them out of the water, kept them to two goals in the first three quarters, just sensational. Yeah, unbelievable work by the boys there. I mean, uh, Millen Murdoch ended up with 27, Cameron Edley ended up with 30, but Blaine Bocker ended up with 37. And you got to think, um, Jonathan Marsh ending up with five goals too, that these boys are really starting to switch it on. Same with Cody Leggett, ended up with four goals. So yeah. it's, you know, are these boys going to start turning it up now and make a good push for the end of the season coming up against, as you said, those other top four sides that we spoke about earlier on it'd be good to see if they can cement themselves yeah we're, we're sounding like a broken record every week aren't we kind of discussing Subiaco because every week you know they're two wins four losses every single time we're saying oh they'll make the five they'll make the five they'll get their act together but gee whiz it's gonna have to come sooner rather than later but I'll ask you again do you think they'll make the top five look I'm I'm not I'm starting to doubt it if I'm honest because I'm thinking uh, Swan District's I mean, that's coming up a bit later, but they they got a really good scalp coming up against uh, the Bulldogs. So it, it's going to be tough to say if they, you know, if Swannies and East Frio can, um, you know, keep up with this momentum that they've got, it, I don't think Subi's going to be in that top six. Well, you look at who's in the top five now. So in order, you've got East Fremantle, West Perth, Claremont, East Perth and South Fremantle. The way all those five teams are playing, you think to yourself, well, who's going to drop out and make way for Subiaco? I guess the easy choice would be to point to the Royals, who did lose to Subi a couple of weeks ago, albeit by a point. But you sort of look at, you look at it now, you're saying, well, West Perth won't be dropping out. Claremont and South, you expect, will be there. East Fremantle, you know, they're the best team in the comp at the moment. So you're thinking to yourself, gee whiz, if Subiaco are going to actually get in like who's going to make way for them so it's actually starting to get to the point now where if they don't get a, you know three of the next four then um at the very least then um it's going to be a tough second half of, of the season yeah, i don't even see them making finals at this stage it goes to show you how how it's all changed i mean we've we've stood up here every uh week for six weeks and said we expect them to get it together but yeah it just hasn't seemed to be coming along but drew road the leading disposal getter for the Lions with 26, Lee Kitchen 24 for the Lions. So their midfielders certainly uh, putting in the hard yards there against East Fremantle, but just wasn't their day. And uh, crossing over to the fourth game now, your mob Connor. can see the smile on your face right now. Uh, just a, well, a miraculous finish in the end, but uh, probably, uh, you know, let it get a bit closer than it should have. Yeah, well, they left him, uh, West Perth left Perth goalless in that first quarter, which was a great start, but really let him back in in that second quarter, but then shut them down in the third. But yeah, that fourth quarter was absolutely unreal. It goes to show the resilience from both sides, and it will make you wonder now if Perth are going to start making a push like this, if they're going to have a nice clash against Subi later on in the season where they might stand, because they might even push Subi down one, one notch. Well, after that, well, they've had they've had some very close games, haven't they, Perth? I mean, they got close against South a couple of weeks ago, and now this loss after the siren to the Falcons. But uh, Mitchell Dobson, we've seen that mark at the tip of the goal square, the diving forward. I mean, the degree of difficulty to make that grab. Obviously, the kick less so, <laughs> but. But that mark, mate, I mean, God, have you seen a better mark than that in the dying stages of a match? I mean, that was sensational. Yeah, to hold your composure and not give away a free kick and push off and even for the Perth defender not to try and give away a free kick there. And what can you do? You can really try and muscle each other out the way. But, yeah, he's taken an absolutely unreal mark. And as a coach or a defender, all you can do is just 
So you did the best that you could, and he just got a bit of luck in the way. Well, how he got his arms underneath that football, because you see him diving forward and his opponent's right on his tail. How that ball didn't, at, at least the tip of the football, touch the ground, i got no idea. But yeah. that was just absolutely sensational body work. There's there, a rumour going around Cricket Australia is looking for another yeah, slip set, <laughs> <laughs> and he's first on the list. Oh, God, I'll tell you what, it had some uh, Glenn McGrath vibes about it, that uh, old diving forward catch at the Gabba, didn't it? But... Uh, Sensational stuff there, and uh, look, a, a very good game from Dobson too. We're talking about that moment, but two goals, 23 disposals, couldn't ask much more of him if you're West Perth. And uh, Shane Nelson was the leading disposal getter for the Falcons with 32, and Casey Nicholas worked really hard for Perth all day, collecting 30 disposals himself. And the final game of the round, Connor, well, this... Uh, wasn't so ideal for myself, but uh, Swan Districts, gee whiz, they're tough to beat in Bassendine, aren't they? Taking out uh, South by nine points. Yeah, well, I was really surprised. I mean, they had a really great start, but, you know, four goals three in the first quarter, then to seven goals four in the second quarter. But then, you know, South made them put the brakes on, ending up with nine goals ten, but it just wasn't enough. And, yeah, I mean, what a scout for the Swannies. Well, I mean, they're, they're tough to beat there, aren't they, in, in those neck of the woods? I mean, they knocked off Claremont, uh, I think it was three weeks ago, if I, if I remember correctly. And Yeah, I mean, that was a sensational win, a comeback win, because uh, Claremont sort of had them on the ropes there at three-quarter time. But South, in this one, just playing catch-up, I mean, down 14 at quarter time, like you mentioned, and just constantly, constantly trying to catch up to the Swans, 15 points the difference heading into the final change and uh, they were solid in that fourth quarter the dogs but um, you know I mean at that point in time the Swans had, had established themselves in that contest and just uh, a bit too bit too far to overcome there but what do you think of the Swans Connor we're talking about Subiaco can they get in well the Swan districts they're equal with East Perth and South Fremantle for wins behind a fair bit on percentage their percentage isn't great but uh, do you think they're a sneaky chance for September? Well, here's a good stat for you, Jesse. Your mob, South, had 47 inside 50s to the Swans' 36. That just goes to show how great their defence can be against some great sides. Just the rebound off the back there, and if they can keep executing that and maybe even make more of those intercepts or push off the halfbacks out on and make more rebound goals, then, you know, they could really be a dangerous coming into the last neck of the season. Well, Tony Knott's been a revelation down back, hasn't he, for them? I mean, played most of his career up forward, been a sensational goal kicker for that club, but putting in tremendous work. Had the big job on Mason Shaw and, um, you know, did, did quite well in the end. It was a solid effort there from the, uh, from the key defender and Sam Fisher playing outstanding. God, he's putting together a good year, 31 disposals for the contest. And um, their forward line too, I mean, kicked nine goals for the game, not a big score, but to have... Three blokes in that forward 50 kicking multiple goals in Jesse Palmer, Christopher Jones and Ryan Camp. I mean, they're just a, a well-run unit, aren't they? And it wasn't like South were having an off game. I mean, Jake Florenka had 32 touches himself and, you know, they had multiple... Uh, oh, sorry, they had Schleuth that kicked two, but, you know, he still had multiple goal kickers coming in. Um, it wasn't a bad game per se for South, but, you know, it just goes to show how tough Swan's defence is, is becoming. Yeah, and Jake Florenka, uh, outstanding for the Bulldogs once again. 32 disposals on the back of his 41 disposal game the previous week. And uh, you want to talk about making a statement to the AFL clubs. I mean, he's, he's peaked at the right time. What do you think his chances are of getting picked up? 
Well, it depends if he wants to get picked up again because he played for Carlton, if I'm not mistaken. He was on the Carlton list, so he's still 25 years old. So he's definitely a good chance to make a name for himself again, but it depends if, you know, maybe the Eagles might want to pick him up just while they're doing a rebuild stage, have someone that's in there that's solid, that's always performing, uh, Western Australian bloke. So, you know, he won't get homesick, won't have to pull anyone from Victoria. So... It really depends if Jake wants to make that step up. You could certainly imagine him uh, walking into that Eagles midfield. I mean, he'd be a sensational pickup for them. But uh, crossing over to round seven now, Connor, we'll put our predictions out there and we'll start off with the big one. Peel Thunder taking on Subiaco at Leaderville Oval on Saturday. Nat Fife returning for the Thunder. Uh, it's said at this point in time by Justin Longmuir that they're expecting him to play around 90 minutes of the match. So uh, they'll be holding him back a little bit. But it'll be a massive boost for the Thunder. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, look, I'm going to tip Peel, as we said before. Subiaco just haven't been performing as well. And Peel having that great scalp against Claremont. I mean, they definitely will be up. It'll be interesting to see where they do play Nat Fife. Um, obviously, being a feeder team, Fremantle will want to see where Nat Fife would play. Um, Frio's midfield and defence have been phenomenal recently and I think might happen is they might chuck him on a half forward flank could you imagine Rory Lobb <laughs> Nat Fife Frederick Michael Walters Tabner and a Fife good luck stopping that yeah where do you put your key defenders <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm definitely thinking they're going to be putting him on a half forward flank maybe even pushing him up the ground a bit as a high half forward but it would be very interesting to see how he performs as well would love to see him playing up forward for the Thunder I mean that would be sensational and to sort of get a glimpse of what he could do for the Dockers forward 50. But uh, who are you tipping for this one, Connor? Yeah, definitely Peel. Peel? Yeah, I'll go with Peel too. I think it uh, might be a bridge too far to overcome for Subiaco. And uh, heading over to Revo Fitness Stadium in Claremont, the Tigers taking on the Perth Demons at the same time that uh, the Lions and Thunder will be taking each other on. And, uh, well, seems, uh, seems like a tough one for the Demons, doesn't it? Look, I would say yes, um, and I know that there's the uh, West Perth, East Perth derby on this week, but I'm calling this one to be the game of the round. Claremont's got something to prove. They've got a chip on the shoulder, obviously losing to Peel, but Perth would definitely be angry and fired up and wanting that win and that good scalp for that top four side. Being so close to West Perth this week and who was it else? The South a few weeks ago, so... Yeah, so what, you're back in the Demons? Uh, I'm back in the days, yeah. You're back in the Demons. Wow, big call there. Jeez, what an upset that would be if the Demons can get on top of the Tigers. I'll go with Claremont, Connor. I think um, they've just uh, got a little too much firepower in that midfield, and I think they'll run over the top of Perth in that one. And uh, heading down to Bassendine, Swan District's taking on West Coast, and, yeah, the Swans... I'll just uh, put this one out there, probably a bit too yeah, tough. I've already given them four points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can can imagine there are, uh, barring any disasters injury-wise or if they kick 20 behinds for the match, you'd think they'd be too strong for the Eagles in that one. And uh, heading over to Monday now, WA Day on June 6th, got a couple of belters. And we'll start off with the first one, the uh, West Perth and East Perth. And uh, who have you backed for that one? Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to go West Perth. I mean... That would have obviously been a bit shaken by uh, the Perth game, and I don't think they would be uh, taking East Perth uh, lightly, regardless of where they're standing on the ladder. Yeah, I think the Falcons will sharpen right up for this one, and I think they'll get over the top of the Royals by about three to four goals. And the second derby we've got on WA Day, South taking on East 
the battle of the two Fremantle clubs and who have you got for that one? Look, I'm a bit concerned. I mean, East um, East Perth have been performing very well lately. So, and I mean, South had that scout got scalped this week. So, I might even go against you, unfortunately, Jesse, and going to say East Fremantle. Look, it's tough to argue, isn't it? I mean, when you see the way that they've been playing all season, they've been superb. But I'm going to back the Bulldogs in on this one, Connor. I think they can uh, they can get it done. They are on their home deck. Should um you know should be okay uh, against the Sharkies. Obviously, if it was at the Wacker, you might think, gee whiz, that quick surface. But I think they can get it done. So I'll go with South for the upset there. So that just about wraps us up for this round six edition of the Monday Waffle. Going to be an absolute ripper of a round. Nat Fife, the Fremantle Dockers captain, Brownlow medalist, returning for the Peel Thunder on Saturday at Leaderville Oval, taking on the reigning premiers, Subiaco, so you do not want to miss it. I'm Jesse Dolly-Jones, joined by Connor Malice. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.